0: Welcome to God Bless the Enneagram, a podcast about greater self-awareness and mindfulness by viewing our lives through the lens of the Enneagram. And I'm Christy Fountain. I'm an Enneagram coach, and my type is a four-wing five. I'm Gina. I have a lifestyle blog called warmparris.com,
1: and my Enneagram type is a two-wing one.
0: And we are so grateful that you're listening. Today, we're talking about astrological signs and their correlation to the Enneagram personality types, and we're trying to see if there's any sort of pattern here.
1: So far from what I've researched, I only see a couple patterns. Like, I was looking through it a little bit today, and the same types correlate with the same signs in the zodiac, but There's a couple signs that we'll get into later, but that have no, like, I can't place them at all. Like what? Well, the few that I have here, uh, are Gemini and Taurus. (laughs) The other ones I was able to say like, okay, this Zodiac sign is correlating with this Enneagram type, but there was just a couple in here that I just couldn't
0: match up, but I'm curious to see what, what
1: you have on your side.
0: Okay, well, first of all, let me go here into my archive. I did a poll on my Instagram account to have people respond with their Enneagram type and their um, astrological sun sign. And here are some of the things that they wrote. So here's the combos that I received. Aries and type 2, Libra and type 6, Libra and type 4, Scorpio and type 9 wing 1. Libra and 8 wing 9. Scorpio and 4 wing 3. And Gemini and type 4. I see a lot of Libras with a lot of different (laughs) Enneagram types. Yeah. Did you receive any results yet? I have Scorpio
1: with 8 wing 9. And then I have a Sagittarius, who's a type seven, which that one does match up to me, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I also have a Virgo type nine, which is really strange.
0: Well, and I'm a Gemini and I'm a type four wing five and you're a Libra and you're a type two wing one.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So a little bit of history on astrology. Break it down for us. Okay. Out comes my Mm five-wing. So the Egyptians essentially kind of laid the foundation for astrology. And astrology and astronomy were pretty much synonymous back then. And essentially they were trying to predict patterns of weather and events like natural events Like philosophers came in and started making predictions about human behavior and using kind of the astrological archetypes as a way to predict human behavior too. And so there's 12 constellations that are linked to not only the seasons, um, but also human behavior. And our sun sign is one of those 12 types. So today we're talking about the description of the personalities within each of those 12 constellations or sun signs and if they relate to the Enneagram personality descriptions of any of the types more so than others and so I feel like there's some strong correlations with some of them and with certain ones a strong correlation with a dominant type with its wing so what do you think?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. There's definitely some Zodiac signs that just, they line up perfectly with a type. And then there's some others, like I said, that just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then just going off of the uh, list that we both have, they just seem kind of all over the place. So,
0: Okay, so it'd be fun to kind of break each of the astrological sun signs down and describe each of them and then kind of maybe give our opinion about which ones sound like which types.
1: Okay, sounds good. Okay, so we're going to start off with Aries, which is a fire sign. I think it'll be fun to um, also name what they are in the zodiac. So the Aries is a ram. My childhood best friend is an Aries, and I would describe her is extremely self-confident. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she is also very noble. She loves to help people. She's very good at chasing her own goals and I would say lacking in the patience department, but you sort of have to push her in order to lose her patience, but then like once she's lost it it's gone forever. <laughs> she's also quite feisty and Um, there's a bit of insecurity she she holds. Like, I think most people hold their own insecurities, but you wouldn't know it right off the bat. So I think that Aries, they appear to have a very confident demeanor, but maybe underneath it, they're not so confident. What does that sound like to you?
0: I've heard that they often have injuries to the face because they hit things head on and so quickly. Like, Yeah, when they they usually have broken noses, and that's how you can tell them apart, supposedly, which that's been actually true in my life. Like, the Aries that I know actually have broken noses. Take that for what you will. But they can be fiercely independent, like, just let me do it, I'll do it. My son that was just born is actually an Aries. They really chase things down, like, if they're interested in something or um, if they're about to dive into a project. They just hit it head on, and they're so fierce. Um, and really energetic. I feel like they have these bursts of energy just like a, a ram would, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. and so you don't want to get in their way. They don't really struggle with long-lasting, deep depression. They usually get out of it pretty quickly. And they really chase down their goals, I feel like, and strive to be the best they can be. And it's not always about them. They're really warm and really... um the aries women i know are just beautiful, helpful, warm, loving people as well. um just very energetic, excitable, talkative and powerful people. so to me right off the bat, like that sounds like a 3 to me. Really? right off the bat. right off the bat, achiever and or the 8.
1: yeah, it to me it sounds more like an 8. i think only in because of the confidence. I feel like threes are a little bit transparent with their insecurity as where the eight kind of covers it well, because they just have this magnetic presence. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But I can see both. I can see type
0: three as well, a little bit. So type eight, for sure. Like that to me is very close to the type eight and then maybe a little bit of the three because they do chase down their goals and they're achieving and excitable and talkative and high energy. Yeah. But the eights that I know are also high energy and have these bursts of energy and productiveness and just getting things done and getting what they want. So the Taurus is a bull. Um, They're very successful They are an achiever. My dad's a Taurus. And when he wants to do anything, like buy a car or build something or make something, for example, getting into cycling, like he will research it so much, like maybe for a year before he even dives into it. So he's nothing like the Aries, like he will research it and like learn everything he can. And then from start to finish, he is slow and steady. Like he never rushes. He's super patient. Um, almost annoyingly. So like almost like, okay, come on, just who cares how you're doing it. Just get it done. Yeah. Um, on the outside and the tourists can be really stubborn and have a temper. Um, but they're very patient. So that patience kind of, makes them really stubborn because they can wait around like I think you were saying the other day like it doesn't bother them that you're annoyed like they'll wait around all day yeah they can be really warm and have their money and their possessions in very good order I feel like they take care of their belongings and maybe they don't buy a lot of things but I see them as Really investing in high quality belongings and really taking care of their money. Hmm. Um, and like I said, slow and steady wins the race. Like, I feel like they tend to be faithful and like a solid rock that okay. you can rely on. Um, and they really prefer security. I see them being a little afraid of change. And they can find reasons to not need to change because they're so consistent. They're very dependable, but then that can limit them in their ability to grow and evolve. So what do you think that sounds like?
1: Oh, man, I feel <laughs> feel like there's some aspects that sound like a five. And then, yeah, I don't know. I that's That's one of the ones I'm sort of stuck on is Kind of sounds like a five, but then it kind of sounds like a six a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of at a loss for this one.
0: Yeah. So the security piece sounds like a six. Right. That steadiness, that need for just knowing that everything is going to be okay and doing things so that you are secure. Like, for example, the money piece or Mm -hmm. just having things that are nice in their home and that work dependably.
1: Yeah. And I do see type six as being pretty patient, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the stubbornness and the, um, not liking change very much, and I don't know, I I just, I can't place this one.
0: (laughs) Maybe a six wing five or a five wing six as well, because I feel like the toruses are very cerebral Mm -hmm. and not as tapped into the heart center.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all of that, um, patience and the wanting to dive into something doesn't sound like any of, it wouldn't be an eight or nine or one, like wouldn't be a gut number.
0: Mhm. So it's hmm. interesting. That one's very interesting. Cause the Taurus women that I know are Wait, sorry. What's that?
1: What if it was a five, four, Five wing four. Is that what you said already?
0: No, I was thinking five wing six or six wing five. Okay. Why, why do you think that?
1: Well, just because they, they are pretty f- affectionate and can be like very warm. So to me, that's mm-hmm. a little bit more feely. Yeah. This
0: is why this one just kind of throws me. <laughs> right. Right. Like very cerebral needing that security, but then also a little bit of feeling like the Taurus women that I know are strong and When I say they're not tapped into the heart center, I don't mean that they don't have a heart. Like everyone, (laughs) every human being has a heart and they feel love and they are caring, but I guess like, it's not their primary way of observing and attending to their feelings and their thoughts and how they interact with people. But the, the Taurus women I know are super strong, really fierce. They're like champions for others and very affectionate. But then there's that, that other side where things just really need to be consistent. I'm thinking sex, oh. six, six being five, because that's the knowledge aspect and just kind of slow and steady and doing things the right way.
1: Yeah. I think I, I honestly don't know. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Or I don't
1: have a strong opinion for it is what I should say. Me neither. Well, if you're listening and you're Taurus and you know what your sign is, let us know.
0: If you're a Taurus and you know what your Enneagram type is, let us know.
1: Okay, next up is the Gemini, which in the Zodiac is represented by twins. And it's an air sign. Christy is a Gemini. And let's talk about Christy.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh, I'm sweating bullets.
1: (laughs) Christy is extremely intelligent. (laughs) She loves to write and talk. I see her as very adaptable. I don't know if all Geminis are adaptable, but you're extremely adaptable. I think they are. And they love to be doing many things. I would say Geminis have a lot of energy too. Mm -hmm. But when they need to go down, they go down. (laughs) Um, They can be impatient. I think it's just that they want to keep going. So... If there's um stagnant energy, it doesn't feel good to them. Mm-mm. Am I right? Or mm-hmm. yes. Uh they're pretty social, they speak very quickly. And we were reading about this and it says that they're not emotionally deep, but if you know Christy, you know she's pretty emotionally deep.
0: I go real deep.
1: <laughs> um And, and yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit more about this one as well, since it's your sign.
0: Um, I think the Gemini's that I know are very similar to me and that's why astrology is fascinating to me because like, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. I am not like a hundred percent. This is the law with astrology. I'm more like, this is a really fascinating way to look at human behavior and use it as kind of like an archetype. To understand our experiences and what we're going through personally and socially. And I really relate to the Gemini. The only thing I don't relate to is the lack of emotional depth aspect, but we're very quick thinking, quick speaking, all over the place, many different interests, many different jobs. Um, very cerebral and witty and funny. Like all the Geminis that I know are that way. I'm married to another Gemini and just I, kind I of
1: forget that James I always forget that James is a Gemini.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. And he's a twin and Yeah, obviously his twin is a Gemini too. Um <laughs> that'd be really fascinating if there was a twin that was born on a different sun sign. Like if it shifted over into a different side of the cusp, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be fascinating.
1: It would be fascinating to read their charts, like if they're like five minutes apart or something, because I know it can change
0: um, pretty drastically. I guess I was reading that even identical twins have different charts because if as long as they're born four minutes apart, it's a different chart. That's so cool. Yeah. So I think less than four minutes obviously is probably closer to the same chart. And then obviously there's people born at the same time, like, for example, in the same hospital. And those are basically twins, like chart twins. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, I want to find my chart I want to find my chart twin. My chart twin. <laughs> so, and they're also very, like, in-tuned socially and in to their environment. I feel like they're empathetic and they can read people really well. So this one, to me, seems like a very healthy five or potentially a seven because they kind of move around and have a lot of different interests and are kind of always on the go and funny and witty and positive. So maybe like a five wing four, but that's a little too much emotional depth for a Gemini, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or seven, what do you think?
1: I, so the Taurus and the Gemini were the, the two that I was kind of having trouble um, correlating to the Enneagram, but I, if I had to pick a number, I would say seven. Okay. Why? Just because of the, um, energy level and it's sort of easy for them to go with the flow and they're always on the go. They're always doing something.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Funny enough, we just had someone respond to our Instagram story and looks like she's a Gemini and she's a seven wing six or an eight wing seven. She has a, Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: That's Um, really interesting.
1: An eight wing seven. Do you think the Gemini's come across as pretty confident? I think as
0: an air sign. They come across as very light
1: light and airy
0: (laughs) light and airy I don't I don't see a lot of the confidence um coming out as like a strong powerful thing I think it's more like aloofness like I don't care what you think more than like I'm really confident I think Mm -hmm. they're just so aloof that they come across like they don't care like yeah
1: they come across as if they're disinterested
0: yep so the cancer is a crab And I see them as being extremely warm and a little bit shut off from their deep emotions, like definitely repressing emotions and painful experiences. Um, I see the crab as kind of pushing things down until they're like a volcano, that until they get pushed, they're quiet and you would never know that there's something brewing underneath. But once they're pushed to the extreme, then they'll explode and you'll see all of their hidden anger and their temper. Um, they're very sensitive emotionally. But again, I feel like that's all underneath the surface. Like you wouldn't necessarily know that. Um, although some cancers I know are very sensitive and, you know, they they easily cry, et cetera. I feel like they're very akin to their family and their close friends and they kind of keep everyone that's dear to them very close, but I don't see them having a lot of friends. I feel like they're very intimate with their relationships, very nurturing. And because of that, I see them feeling vulnerable deep down, but not letting on that they are. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I don't know very many Cancers, but the few that I know sound just like that. Really? <laughs> like exactly what you described. Really? Yeah. hmm Interesting. Yeah. Well, one of them is also kind of negative. Like, mm-hmm. he's very pessimistic and just cynical. <laughs> He's definitely a brooder, but he's really funny. I don't know if that has anything to do with the sign, but like deep down, he's like, he's like low key funny. Every once yeah. in a while, you'll hear him say something. And you're just like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But I feel like he hides a lot of his anger for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when it does start to come to the surface, it's, it's kind of scary. It's a little bit like, oh gosh, how far is this going to go? Wow. They're also very weary about how much information they give of themselves or about themselves. Like they're not very trusting.
0: I see that too, for sure. And I think they're worriers. Their relationship to time is in the past. Like they're preoccupied with experiences of the past. Um, And so it's hard to tell, like, if this is, This seems like a feeling type, but because the feelings are so repressed, it might be a secondary triad, Mm. not a primary, the feeling type, just because it is so repressed, but they have it. It's like very powerful underneath it all, but it is underneath it all. They don't wear their heart on their sleeves. I feel like the ones I do don't. And they're kind of like the Taurus. They're like a steady rock. I think I've heard one time that the Taurus and the Cancer would be soulmates they don't like change. So they're just more emotional underneath and more sensitive than the Taurus. To me, this sounds, gosh, it's so hard.
1: To me, this sounds like a six. Yeah. It sounds like a six to me. And it could even sound a little bit like a two, but like an unhealthy 2 Mm-hmm. And from what you're kind of describing them not being emotional or not that they're not emotional, but they're not a feeling type. It may be just that it's so repressed. So mm-hmm. they're not really going off of that because they don't even want to
0: tap into that yet. Like they're not ready or they can't. Or it's too painful. So they become like an right. eat and resentful yeah. and, mm-hmm. or an unhealthy ate. You could see it as describing like an unhealthy two moving toward eight in disintegration, yeah, for sure, um, well, at least the things that we covered, but then aspects like their kindness and patience and ability to listen to others and um be warm and loyal. those are like two, yeah, sounds like a two for sure
1: yeah i I mean they're definitely emotional people, and it's funny because they're rolled by the moon which is all about emotions. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if I remember correctly, they're also a water sign, which is also very emotional. Mm -hmm. So maybe a two. Um,
0: Maybe a four. I see the six (laughs) too, but maybe a four too, because of the moodiness, the brooding, but then there's the worrying, which sounds like a six. Uh Preoccupation with the past sounds like a four.
1: Um.
0: And so it could be a four, an unhealthy four, or a four moving toward disintegration as well. Right. Because, which would be the unhealthy two. Which would totally be that. And and it and they're also very artistic and creative as well. So that sounds like I'm a gonna four. go with a four. <laughs> Imaginative, which sounds like a four. Worst case scenario detector, which sounds like a six. Fix other people's problems. Sounds like a two. Right. And because
1: there's only nine types, I feel like this one could definitely be a four, a six, or a two. But I don't see any of the other numbers coming into play.
0: Nope.
1: Okay, now we have Leo, which is represented by the lion. And I know a lot of Leos. You know a lot of Leos too, don't you? Mm-hmm. I love my Leos. I know. They're so, they're such good people.
0: Sabrina, I love you.
1: <laughs> Christy's giving shout outs now.
0: <laughs> Let's list our Leos. Ready? Noella, <laughs> love you. <laughs>
1: um, So the Leo is ruled by the sun. So very spotlight focused, dramatic. They do also have a lot of energy and can be dramatic. They're great at hosting. And I think people look up to them. The Leos that I know, people admire them. Uh they're also extremely open-hearted, kind, warm people. I think maybe the negative side of them. Oh no, hold on, let me reword that. <laughs> when you tread lightly with the the Leos, (laughs) I think this can come back to them as maybe being seen as self-centered and wanting to be adored, wanting to be revered almost. And this to me right away screamed three.
0: (laughs) Me too. Okay, yeah. This one
1: was like
0: dead on. I don't... This is a
1: three.
0: Yeah, because they're the entertainer. They are, I feel like, always looking in the mirror and just, and they don't even care. They're just attending to their mask. They're attending to the way they want to be perceived by others. Um, They're the entertainer, super energetic and witty. They want people to focus on them. But what's funny is all the Leos I know, You would never really suspect that underneath it all, they're really wanting that approval because they seem so confident and warm and open-hearted. I never get the idea that they're wanting the flattery or that they are being perceived as self-centered. It's kind of, at least from my perspective, that it's really a deep um, vulnerability underneath there. You would never suspect that they're really needing it because they're usually really confident. Do you notice that? Yeah,
1: I think now that you're describing that, I was like, wow, yeah, that's that sounds very spot on. If someone's describing the Leo, they might sound like an eight, but I think what you just said determines that they're not an eight because I think the eight is insecure. Like deep down, their insecurity is being masked by their power or the fact that they look powerful. And the Leo is much more in tuned with their feelings and other people as well. That sure. yeah. It, uh, it's almost like a three wing two.
0: Yes, for sure. Or okay. even a two wing three, but for sure a three, like the three mm-hmm. is strong with this one. Yeah. And like you, I only see the three. Okay. Um, and my other friend who is a three that I do some Enneagram coaching with, and she's one of my good friends. Um, she's actually, therapist and a two, like a really strong two, um, and a healthy two. And so what's interesting is she's a Leo, but I can kind of see like her having a three wing, which we haven't gone over yet, but, um, just because there is that energy in that, um, just that relational aspect with others, And to be a counselor, I feel like you do kind of need to tend to your mask a little bit in order to be an effective, empathetic counselor. I don't know. It's just an idea. Yeah. No, totally. Um, But who knows? Who knows? I'm just projecting. One of our friends at the Leo is working toward her PhD. I feel like Leos are just often finding themselves in high positions and positions as leaders. And yeah. this totally lines up with the three. So, Virgo, the Virgin. Virgos are. I feel like the honey badgers of the zodiac. Really. <laughs> yes. All the women I know that are Virgos, they yeah. just do what they want and they don't care. They don't they care don't what other people. Flying think. rats ass. They're talking about flying rats ass. <laughs> That's true. Um, they are very organized, active, but not like hyperactive. I feel like they just have a lot of energy stored up that they can use. They're very focused, restless. They're very practical. And this is the side I see the most that I wish I was more like a Virgo just because they are so, um, organized and doers and practical. And they have analytical minds, they're extremely intelligent, logical, um, which all of this is sounding like a thinking type to me. Um, Just because they're so cerebral and logical, which can also be a type one, but they're very fact-focused. They repress their emotion and they can't see the forest for the trees. And again, last week in our podcast, episode about integration that's what i described the type ones as as not being able to see the forest for the trees and then when they move toward their integration number they can mm. so to me this sounds like one or, or five healthy five but what do you think
1: it to me this sounds like a one for sure
0: um
1: i think because Virgos are so practical and they're very focused on not necessarily what's needed, but they're looking for flaws almost Mm
0: -hmm. so that things
1: could be corrected, Mm -hmm. which is the one. And I think the ones do also repress a lot of their emotion too. Definitely to me, this is a one even the nervousness that Virgos carry. Cause I think that's the energy that they do carry is that they're a bit nervous
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're just needing order. Like they need things to be in order.
0: Um, the anxiety piece makes me think that they could be fives as well. The nervous energy and the anxiety. Yeah. But then they're a doer. So like the organization sounds like a five, I mean, and a one, but the doing is what sounds like a gut triad type.
1: Right. If They're going to make a list and they're going to get it done. They're not going to sit and do research. They're mm-hmm. just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to make sure they do it right. But I feel like they're, they're more up to just doing it. And if it needs to be fixed, they'll fix it.
0: Right. Because they are perfectionists as well. Right. They accomplish um, and perfect.
1: I have a lot of Virgo in my sign. And I think that... I really strive to be organized. Like it really feels good to me when things are organized and I'm always looking to see, okay, you know, how many lists can I make <laughs> and what needs to be done? But again, I'm a two wing one. So I think it's tapping into that Virgo and the one at the same time. It's
0: uh-huh. yeah. very interesting. And there's probably some crossover in astrology obviously like overlapping personality traits because they're not being examined using the same like set of rules, but there are 12 different sun signs and then nine different Enneagram types. There is some overlap. And I think some of that could be that wings could be used to describe that difference as well, Mm -hmm. or integration and disintegration numbers. So I'm curious, I want people to respond to our poll because I'm very curious what their wing and their dominant type is matched up with their sun sign, but also to look at their integration and disintegration numbers. And heck, even instinctual subtypes. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Comment on our blog post about this podcast episode about astrological signs and enneotypes. And let us know if you see any correlation within yourself with your own sign and any other type
1: yeah let us know any way you can and want jean is <laughs> a libra i'm a libra represented by the scales in the zodiac i'm also an air sign it's really hard to talk about myself funny is enough it? um maybe if you talk Describe about it. me the way i talked about you and then i <laughs>
0: okay okay, <laughs> okay i'll okay. take the wheel okay all right. So Libras, they are God's angels sent to us oh, Jesus. <laughs> of the Zodiac. I've always said that Libras are the angels of the Zodiac. They are amazing listeners, empathetic, warm, others focused. They even lose themselves in others um, because they are the scales. So like as in tipping the scales, they can see all sides of people, which plays into their empathy, um, which feeds their empathy. They are relational. They get along with others. They can be a team player. They prefer peace and order and serenity. They are very diplomatic. All the Libras I know are very diplomatic. Um, They can kind of push their own true feelings down, which mm, where the two? And They're very, like, warm-hearted, enthusiastic, optimistic, easygoing. I feel like where, like, the achiever, the three, like, strives to accomplish things, I, I see the two, or excuse me, I see the Libra as just really wanting to create relationships and feed them, and it feeds themselves to support their relationships. Um, they're really focused on the positive side of life and because they're an air sign, I I see you as well as being really adaptable, um, in situations like socially adaptable and, um, situationally adaptable and highly instinctual. Like they really are tapped into that gut center.
1: Okay. So let me take you to the dark side now. (laughs) Okay <laughs> Um, but thank you. I think that you described the Libra very well. <laughs> Some of the dark side of it is that we can be extremely indecisive, extremely indecisive and and there I know a lot of Libras, and all of them struggle with that same not being able to, to make a decision. And sometimes it can come across as being flaky or it can come across as, um, being someone that you can walk all over. So they tend to be sort of like the scapegoat in the room, but it's not so much that it's because we don't have firm values or opinions it's that we can definitely see, sort of like the Gemini, we can see the other side of things. And because we are striving for the diplomacy, it's it's sort of this, well, yeah, I guess it could be that. And I guess it could also be this mm-hmm. as well. And then, yeah, being so in tune with other people's feelings and their needs can definitely bring on the negative of uh, forgetting our own, which definitely sounds like the two. Mm-hmm. But I think along with the two, I think that the Libra could also be a nine because of them wanting so much harmony and serenity and not wanting to, or I should say, wanting to keep things calm. So Libras are definitely, if they're in the room and the situation gets heightened, they're the ones who are kind of like, okay, hold on, hold on. Like, Let's not get crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, people-pleasing to people bring the please- peace. Yes. I see the two more than the nine, but the nine, certain aspects of the Libra sound like the nine, like the people-pleasing and the, the need for peace. However, to me, the description of a Libra sounds, sorry, the description of a Libra screams the helper, screams feeling type, the feeling triad to me. Not the gut triad primarily, although some of the aspects seem like,
1: yeah, some of them. I mean, I think more so, definitely to me as well, it sounds like the two. The Libra definitely sounds like the two. I think it's just that optimism that the nines have that mm-hmm. also kind of feeds into the Libra. And, um, I think,
0: and the underachieving.
1: And the lib- underachieving. Which yeah. could be the
0: laziness of the nine. No offense to nines.
1: Right. So Libras, that's one of their other, you know, the darker side is that they can be extremely lazy. I mean, we love to indulge in all of the good things in life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely, for me as well, the type two, it's like a definite. But I think there's like some aspects of the nine that kind of fit in there too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. The Scorpio, another favorite of ours.
1: Oh, yeah. So, next we'll just go, we'll just skip right over there. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I think both Christy and I could learn a thing or two (laughs) from the Scorpios. Yep. Like how not to die. Uh, Okay. You could take this one.
0: (laughs) I think you should take this one.
1: All right. So, Scorpios. are represented in the zodiac by the scorpion. And they're also a water, um, a water sign. So a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. And because they're ruled by Mars, they have this very strong personal magnetism. They're extremely strong willed, very powerful, independent people. Uh, I think some of the darker sides could be that they can become very obsessive and clingy and they sort of represent the best and worst of human nature. Mm-hmm. So the scorpions wanting to, um, they're all about the the rebirth. So before they get to the rebirth, they have to kind of off themselves. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think the Scorpios that I know in my life are Much like the Libras, it's like I've never met a Scorpio that doesn't embody all of the elements in their sign or all the characteristics
0: of of their sign. They can be seen as unapproachable. Like they are intense, not emotionally intense, like, oh, underneath and they feel all these things. It's more so like extroverted emotion. Intensity. Intensity
1: for sure. Have you experienced that? I think before where I would have been intimidated by that energy and now I'm, I'm almost so curious about it. So there's a a Scorpio woman that I know who somewhat entered our circle of friends. And I think I would have been off put by it maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. Whereas now I'm like, I'm so intrigued and I'm like, I almost admire the fact that they can be very much the focus and they kind of call the attention Mm -hmm. from everyone, which is kind of cool because that's not me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They say things as they are and they don't think prior or use their feelings as a guide. They just say it or do it. They knock down their obstacles or super strong willed. Lots of drive in them and intensity. That is really inspiring to me now, but it's also terrifying. And the other thing is, for all these years, you and I can easily pick out a Scorpio just based on a picture.
1: Oh yeah, for
0: sure. Like men and women.
1: Yeah, they definitely have a very. They have a look. They just mm-hmm. have a look. The intense eyes, mm-hmm. broad shoulders. And they
0: just, yeah. And usually like a dimple in their chin. Like usually, not always, but like a strong dimple. But like really deep, almost like black hole eyes where it's like so (laughs) deep and intense. And what's crazy is this is the other aspect of astrology where I'm like, there's something to it. And maybe it isn't truth, but maybe it is a recognition of a pattern. Because there's been times where you and I will be like, What sign do you think this person is? And we won't know, and we'll look it up, and it'll be a Scorpio, and we guess Scorpio. Almost, I'd say, like 80% of the time. I want to
1: say 90%, not not to pat us on the (laughs) back, but I want to say 90%. And I think it's because of all the signs, this is the sign that you can pick them out of a crowd. Mm -hmm. They're that present. Like, they Mm -hmm. make their presence known in their facial features, in their demeanor, everything. Mm
0: Yep. And they're not really worried about what other people think, which I love. I think deep down they do care, but it, you wouldn't know it. (laughs) Right. They, they are very controlling of others and they can get what they want from others or for themselves, but they're very controlling and dominating. Yes. Manipulative.
1: Yeah. They, they can be manipulative for sure. Um. Which also brings a lot of jealousy and brooding, resentment. Uh, this, of course, is like the darker side of the Scorpio. But to me, this screamed
0: eight. Um, there is no other than eight that this yeah. is. Yeah, there's
1: is, this is an eight.
0: This one's eerie how close it is. Just yeah. like with the Libra as being a two, this is mm-hmm. eerie how eight this is.
1: All right, next up. We have the Sagittarius, and it's symbolized in the Zodiac as the Archer. I have so many Saggies in my life, (laughs) and they keep popping up. I think I have like a dozen Sagittarius around me. Um, I don't know why. (laughs) Some of them by choice, and some of them not, like my mother. She's a Sag.
0: And your fiancé.
1: And my fiance, well, he was by choice.
0: Oh, yeah. Or was he? (laughs) Or was he?
1: The Sagittarians are the true optimists, I think. And they sort of have this luck about them where no matter what happens in their life, somehow things just go their way. Even if they don't, you know, even if they don't go their way for a while, something will be there to kind of pick them up. And I think this is where the optimism comes in. Cause I feel like what you, what you project, like kind of the manifestation part of it, but yeah, just very, very positive people. Um, they're also extremely restless. So they might like to do a lot of traveling. They might pick up several hobbies and very independent people for sure amazing storytellers and a very adventurous heart. Like all the Sagittarians I know they're just extremely adventurous at, at heart. They just want to keep their experiences going. Like it enriches, they feel that they, it enriches their life. Mm -hmm.
0: It sounds like rose colored glasses.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you want one in your life. Like it's like the friend that you want, (laughs) because they're going to be there for you. They're going to know what to do. They're also extremely resourceful.
0: And what else? They're also very enthusiastic and high spirited and focused on the positive side, like the light side of life. And they avoid, I feel like it all costs the dark side of life, but that can also make them really wound up and irritable and they can be fickle, like, yes, they'll be the friendliest friend you've ever had and supportive and loving, but only on their terms. The second you put terms on them, they're out the door. Yeah. At, at least according to astrology.
1: And and experience.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this one sounds mm. exactly what?
1: They're also amazing in crisis. That is yeah. very true. Yep. It, well, that goes with the being resourceful. Like, they can figure things out
0: yeah. when they go awry.
1: So you were saying you think it's the what?
0: I think this sounds like a 7. It sounds like 90% 7 and then a little bit of a 9. Because they're avoiding the negative, the dark side. And they're suppressing it. And they're just finding things to do and adventures to go on in order to not confront the pain.
1: mm. Where does the seven go in disintegration? In disintegration?
0: Mm -hmm. I think it goes to the one.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense.
0: No, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) So in stress, they become perfectionistic and judgmental. That's right. That's
1: right. Okay, I definitely agree that the Sagittarius sounds like a seven. I think what you were saying about them also maybe being a nine. I can see it because they're not wanting to tap into the negative part of life, like the not emotional part, but just like, they don't want to really let those bad feelings sink in. The only thing is that I feel the Sagittarians have too much energy to be a nine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the only thing. But other than that, yeah, I can definitely
0: see it. So my friend, who's a, Leo just responded to our poll and said that, yes, she's a Leo and yes, she's a two, but she's a two wing three. So that definitely lines up.
1: Okay. That, yeah, for sure.
0: And then I got another Libra six. I feel like nines can also like spread their energy out and be a little bit fickle too. Like they don't talk about their feelings as much and they are extremely nice. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like nines and nines also don't really meddle in the affairs of others. Like I feel like Sagittarius, Sagittarius are good friends, but then they want to keep the peace. So they're not going to get in other people's business.
1: Yeah, I guess I can
0: see that too. So the Capricorn is the goat and they are, I feel like very responsible people, high achieving, persevering, upwards driving human beings that I look up to so much because they are extremely organized. They know how to get things done. They're goal oriented, um, extremely disciplined. They aren't very pleasure seeking. So I don't see them as really being in like the feeling type as much, just more so in the doing the gut triad. They're always looking for something to perfect or improve my mom's a Capricorn and she's very lovely and very funny and artistic like Capricorns. And when she does a project, she likes to have a pattern. And I say that because she's a coulter and she's a sewer and a, and a knitter and a crocheter. And she really prefers to have a black and white instruction on how to do something so it can be perfect. And She is also an English major, and she was amazing when I was growing up because she was so helpful in teaching me, like, the right way to write. And I feel like they're just very detail-oriented. Highly creative and very dependable, and they pretty much just depend on themselves. Like, they're very (laughs) self-sufficient. Like my mom. Hi, mom. But their sense of humor is hilarious. Like, you've met my mom. She can just be really hilarious like I grew up in a household where we were laughing all the time because of her like mm-hmm. or sarcasm especially sarcasm
1: yeah she's definitely sarcastic
0: mm-hmm. there's and that super like sweet and super fun yeah <laughs> I love your mom yeah and they really value like success and reaching their goals and I feel like they can be prideful and perfectionistic and caps are known for wearing a mask and um people not really able to easily get to know them or even them getting to know themselves like I feel like they have a hard time knowing their own motivation and they can be emotional but I feel like it takes a lot for the cup to spill over so that they can actually grasp what they're feeling so again, I feel like they're not as tapped into the feeling triad. They're usually in positions of leadership and status matters to them and succeeding matters to them. So what does this sound like?
1: What do you think it sounds like? Cause I, I feel like we
0: have opposing opinions. To me, I mean, the perfectionistic aspect sounds like the one, um, it sounds like a three as well with the achieving aspect. But I don't really think they're in the feeling triad as their primary triad. I feel like this could be a secondary or tertiary triad for them. The detail-focused, goal-oriented just sounds like a one or a three. What do you think? I agree with the one.
1: I sort of see the Capricorn as a, an extremely healthy six. And I think most of all because a counterphobic six can be extremely... um like the cap in that they then become extremely responsible and they can tap into the creativity because they start to trust themselves. And when the sixes start to trust themselves, they can really go far as far as like in their career, in relationships, and they start to go up the ladder, so to say. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so they can come, become very like ambitious, hardworking, yada, yada. (laughs) I think more than the six, they, it does, this sounds like a one for sure, but there's just this little like thing about them that makes me think a very healthy six could
0: resemble them too. I don't know. This sounds like a blended type. Like maybe there's two types in here. The climber, that's what a goat is. They really love, like they get so much good energy from just working hard and seeing a challenge and overcoming it and getting to the top and being able to look out on their accomplishments, like look out at the scenery and all they've accomplished by moving up. Um, yeah. But then there's this really highly creative artistic aspect as well.
1: Yeah. And I feel like sixes can be creative. Like there, I know a few sixes and they're, they are extremely creative and the part of them that can get a bit, I would say gloomy or a bit pessimistic. Also, it sounds like a Capricorn. I mean, Capricorns, I think that they can be a bit on the depressive side, like if they're not um, achieving as much as they want to. I don't know. I don't know a lot of Capricorns. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of opinions from our 30 followers. Yeah. <laughs> and all this. But um, we did our best. And this is just our opinions. But yeah, this was really fun dissecting these.
0: Oh, we're not done, girl. We got two more.
1: All right. The next one we're doing is the Aquarius, which is an air sign and represented in the Zodiac as the water bearer.
0: I feel like the Aquarius is the most individualistic type there Mm -hmm. is. I agree with you. (laughs) One of my close friends is an Aquarius and he is just the most wonderful, unique, wacky, interesting human being I've ever met.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I don't know. Not one Aquarius. I don't know an Aquarius.
0: Yeah. I think you told me that before.
1: Yeah. I, I dated one like, I don't know, 11 years ago for maybe like a week. (laughs) And from what I've learned about Aquarius's This person was not that. So I feel like I don't really have a well-rounded vision of what an Aquarius is. However, I do know that they are extremely quirky. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Quirky. That's all I
0: got. Okay. They refuse to do anything mainstream. Mm. They're intellectually independent. They're free thinkers. They, their opinions are so strong and inflexible, like whatever their convictions are, you're never going to convince them otherwise. And just along those lines, they refuse to compromise. They aren't attached to anything really. I feel like they're very detached, but at the same time, really friendly and outgoing. Like you can't pin them down and they can be simultaneously artistic and scientific. So they can be a very black and white thinker and evidence-based, but they can be a very free thinking, free-feeling artistic human being. Um, Extremely cerebral and intense. Um, They seek out knowledge. They are gifted with vision. My friend who's an Aquarius is very interested in the occult. (laughs) And I feel like any, any Aquarius would be because they just seek the truth and they don't really care what that truth looks like. So they're just open to anything. They just want to know what's the truth. and They're not afraid of it. They kind of fight against their emotions. And I don't know how else to describe that, but they just really wrestle with their emotions if it gets in the way of their thinking. So they're thinking first and then emotion. Um, they can make people laugh more than any other. My friend is the funniest person I've ever met aside from you.
1: I was going to say, I was going to get a little, a little. <laughs>
0: because you there. can, you can make me laugh to the point where I'm crying like every five seconds. So you're also extremely funny, but I think
1: we just get delirious and yeah.
0: This um definitely
1: not the guy I dated. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, he sounded nothing like this. Are you sure he's an Aquarius? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm 100% positive he's an Aquarius. And then on the on our dates, it was just, I mean, he was so boring, so boring Weird. and subdued and like really reserved and nothing like what you're describing, like nothing. So, wow. Yeah. He was a principal, like just, you know, Strange. not that being a principal, he can't be cool, but like, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so they can be kind of detached and aloof, kind of like a Gemini just because mm. they are so cerebral. But that doesn't sound like aloof. That sounds more like boring. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more like a five or something. These people are extremely eccentric and simultaneously kind. And they want to know why people do what they do. While they are very unique, they they themselves believe that they are special.
1: Well, this sounds like the four to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This sounds like a four-wing five.
0: Yep. Like
1: it embodies a four-wing five. Yep. Maybe a five-wing four. Yeah. Like
0: a healthy five-wing four, but definitely a four-wing five to me. It could be no other.
1: Interesting. Did we get anyone who said they were were an Aquarius? Nope. Okay. Well, I'm very interested. Mm -hmm. Me too. it, It would just seem... Oh, I don't know, though, because again, like the Libra, it just seems so obvious, and then it's like, nope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, so the next one is Pisces, which is a water sign and represented by the fish in the Zodiac. So lots of emotion. I believe that the Pisces is also the last or I should say final sign of the Zodiac, they're sort of bringing in all the characteristics of all the 11 signs or the rest of the 11 signs. Some people like to call them old souls. They're extremely empathetic and intuitive and have superb intuition.
0: No, they're super, super like wrapped up in their emotions, like extremely empathetic. They feel everybody's everything, any situations, anything. They're like clairvoyant, they just know, and they they just know, and then they think about it after their intuition is so strong about anything, and they're like artists, writers, musicians do you addicted uh, the fantasy Do you have
1: friends that are Pisces or like Pisces in your life? Megan's a Pisces Oh, hi Megan also i don't have I don't have any experience with Pisces. Other than again an ex, but <laughs> yeah. I don't really know too much about them.
0: The people I know are literally artists or musicians, the Pisces that I know. Yeah, I guess I should say they all are, but I see them as being artists and musicians and really wrapped up in their imagination, like wrapped up in fantasy, um, deep feelers. Very emotional, very intuitive, very tapped into everyone's feelings, and almost clairvoyant. Like they could make predictions. They can, they just know. Highly intuitive. So, what is the darker side for them then? <laughs> that they can get so wrapped up in other people's stuff and helping other people, and so wrapped up in the emotion of things that they can't achieve what they need to achieve and actually be the teacher or the guide for people that they truly have the talent to be that oh, okay. their emotions can stop them but they're extremely they're talented. wrapped up mm-hmm. yep they're very devoted very concerned for people they're giving to others mm-hmm. they're they're also called the bohemian okay wow well who, who else is called the bohemian
1: the type four Actually, it's the type four wing five.
0: Yeah, this definitely sounds like a four. And they can be very sorrowful, which is like the four. They can be attached to the darker side of life, which when you have that many feelings and when you're feeling everybody's feelings, you can definitely have a tendency to make friends with the dark. But it also sounds like a four with elements of an unhealthy two, because Mm -hmm four goes to two and disintegration. Yeah. I think they're feeling first then knowing. So their intuition is based on their feeling that they get and then they use their mind to analyze that information and confirm it. I mean, aura 2 that's extremely healthy, but then again, the Pisces are very others focused and
1: no, I, I think I can see that too a little bit. The other Pisces I know, she's very sweet very caring and she is a teacher she teaches people but and I, I I love her I love spending time with her the thing is I can't read her very well so when I think of a Pisces I, I or whenever I've thought of a Pisces I just thought they were hard to read and I mm-hmm. can't even see them being emotional
0: <laughs> Hmm. I kind of get that too okay I totally get that I the hard to read aspect
1: is it because they're keeping everything in their head
0: it might be because they're feeling so many things from other people that they have a hard time separating Mm -hmm. their internal state from other people's internal states
1: so then yeah it does it does also sound a little bit like an unhealthy too
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean or a healthy too because two moves toward and integration. So it kind of expresses the a, a range of unhealthy and healthy two and four. Mm-hmm. But that ability to create magic and stimulate their imagination and be creative is definitely a four type thing. I think the deciding factor <laughs> would be
1: if you're a Pisces and someone asks you, how do you feel, and you're able to articulate yes! it, then it's a four. <laughs> you're so right.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. If at any given point you can tell someone how you feel and you're a Pisces, <laughs> then you're a four. Perfect. I think that looking at the different aspects, the different personality traits of the sun signs and the Enneagram types is really interesting because... I love the symbolism and how each of those systems shows us a really broad, but detailed picture of humanity. Like we all have all these traits inside of us and certain ones are more dominant than others, but this is a great way to examine our own behaviors and our own feelings and thoughts and look at them through the lens of astrology or look at them through the lens of the Enneagram. The other thing that's kind of fascinating is that there are nine planets in astrology, and nine enneagram types. So I'd be curious to see how they line up with the different planets, including sun, moon, Mercury, etc.
1: Yeah, because each uh, each planet is supposed to carry their own energy as well. So there's probably even more symbolism
0: in there mm-hmm. as well. We might need to do. Another (laughs) episode about the planets and the Enneagram types. That's that's very occultish of us. Christy
1: was supposed to be an astronomer.
0: I might still be.
1: I think this was a lot of fun. I think people will also find it interesting if their sign and their Enneagram type matches up.
0: Yeah. Let us know. If we actually got anything right. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is going to be across the board, just all over the place. Because
1: again, it could go many, many ways, especially with the subtypes and Mm -hmm. triads and things like that.
0: (laughs) Well, and you're a Libra and you're a two. So that matches up. And I'm a Gemini and I'm a forming five. And if there's any strong five wing, since Geminis are very cerebral, that could be a thing, but not really. Like, I don't feel like the Gemini really matches up with a four.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I'm truly interested in the Taurus, if you're a Taurus, or if you're a Gemini. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, because those to me just, they weren't like the Scorpio or the Libra, where it was like, this definitely stands out as mm-hmm. this type.
0: I wonder if the Enneagram matches up in those areas more so with the the astrological planets.
1: All right. So that was a lot of fun.
0: We will see you all next week. So next week we will be discussing some of the individual Enneagram types and the triad that they belong to. We're not sure which one we're going to start with. Stay tuned for that next week. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for your participation in our polls and for contributing your photos to our Instagram account. And let us know if you guys have any other old photos of you in your childhood that you'd like to send to us that we can post on our Instagram account. Just DM us at God the Enneagram, all one word, all lowercase, obviously. And email us or DM us or comment on our blog with the Enneagram type you are and the astrological sign that you are. And if any of this made any sense. Thank you so much. Okay, bye.